Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Steaming Things. Sorry. A Stranger Things Ooh. podcast. Oh man, that's going to be the last time we can say that for a while. For a good while. It's going to be a minute. And thank you all for listening, just in general. Uh, we got a few important notes straight from the top. Uh, we got a lot of good emails from our little contest. Um, plethora. A plethora. A myriad, if you will. Cornucopia. Andy. Oh shit. Synonym. I, God, I wish I had one cornucopia. Damn it. <laughs> uh, we love our listeners. And uh, one thing I do want to just straight from the top, just dive into the meat and some emotional things. If you've been listening um, consistently, you do know that we're transitioning to a new format of the show here soon. We're going to keep streaming things. We've got amazing new artwork and logo to debut, to debut Ooh, here soon. Debut. We'll be debutting that. It sounds uh, like you're removing someone's butt. There were shortly. lots of butts in the artwork and we're, they're on their way out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely right. And Andy's working on some new uh, intro music as mm-hmm. well. I actually we, jammed yesterday. It was pretty good. <laughs> good. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Did you, the re- really skeptically, Did you and the rest of Pro Jam get back together? <laughs> <laughs> that's great news. <laughs> They're not broken up, Steve. I just saw Pearl Jam live like three years ago. The new tune is called Yellow Bed Letter, bro. <laughs> Bed wetter. Damn it, Andy. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, I Lost more points. You know, after we do another hiatus, our theme song could be I'm Still Alive. That I would be... <laughs> the, the only email that actually picked a host, by the way, chose Andy. Yeah! <laughs> Said they wanted to eat his butt like chocolate pudding. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. I think they got the contest wrong, but it's fine. I, or they got it very right. <laughs> they know what I'm about. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I wanted to say thank you. A lot of listeners that wrote in pointed out, wow, I really love the show. It means a lot to me. It's unfortunate how unprofessional and inconsistent you are <laughs> or something, some version of that. I don't that. think they ever called us unprofessional. <laughs> inconsistent. Yes. Sucks how bad you suck. So two so things I would like to note. Most of that is my fault. Like, uh, most of you know that, uh, my fiance and I split up during the huge height or at the start of our huge hiatus, like right in the middle of when we stopped covering Westworld. So that was that. We know. covered Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> I had no, I had to switch <laughs> homes and stuff. And, uh, but it's also, there's a, a lot of busy stuff going on in our lives. You know, Steve has gone through multiple career transitions. Andy's gotten at least one college degree during this time. I mean, Steve's got an Emmy. working on another. And he's I'm working on another that. now. And he also at least has three or four soccer games. <laughs> yeah. Per day. And some darts from every now and then. A couple of sprained wrists. <laughs> Steve went from Stu to Steve. That took a lot of work. Uh, Steve you. and I have both He's homes back recently. <laughs> right. He's going to be back to Stu here soon. So anyway, a lot of life shit happens and we don't um, get paid for this as much as we'd love it. Um, so I just wanted to, we do the best that we can, but we have, are making com- a commitment right now, right here. It is on the air, our commitment to be consistent. So we've got probably a two week hiatus Ironically, I don't know. Yeah, there's people yelling outside. <laughs> you may not be able to hear that, but that's not the show. I think they're yelling bullshit at us. <laughs> we, we've got protesters. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Streaming thing sucks. Um, that's a terrible chant. <laughs> <laughs> Take your asses back home and work on that. 
<laughs> Our haters aren't the brightest. <laughs> no. um, anyway, um, yeah, it'd probably be two weeks from now. And then so the new version of the show, or they're different slightly, we're going to talk about all kinds of TV, film, and pop culture each week. You know, what we've been watching, what we've been doing, have a one-themed email question or segment of the show, or, you know, do a huge breakdown of one particular film that's popular that week, something like that, right? Um, that's the new version of streaming things until the next season of Stranger Things. We'll always take time to dive deep into Stranger Things, of course. Mm-hmm. We uh, encourage our roots. Yeah, that's our roots. Mm-hmm. I encourage um, a lot of listener feedback because that's what keeps us going more than anything. Like, especially during the long hiatus when I was like re-questioning my life and living in a tiny little shitty apartment and just wondering where the hell it all went wrong. But guided by a few bright lights. And then I got an email from a listener. I love that band. In like what was it Norway or something like that? Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, about how much we meant to her life, and that she said that we haven't published in a long time, but she's listened to our show over twenty times, and it's meant a lot to her and her struggles. And I was like, holy shit! So it you know caused us to to get the band back together. So please write into streamingthingspod at gmail at any time and let us know you know what you're watching, how, what you're going through, you know what the show means to you, or anything of any nature. We love to hear from you. Yeah, and when we start the new the reboot of streaming things in the future. I mean, it's going to be a format that we're going to be toying with. Um, so if something's working and if something's not working, we want to hear from you guys because ultimately we make the show for you and for your little ear holes. Mm. And if they love something we're doing, let us know. If they hate something we're doing, definitely let us know and for we'll sure. try to make the show as best as possible for you. Now, Steve, you make the show for them. Chris and I make the show for you. Oh, guys. <laughs> we do it for the Steve. It's just like Fred Durstead, <laughs> except instead of Nookie, Steve. Do it for the Stevie. <laughs> uh, as mentioned before, we're branching out too. The podcast is going to be the main format, and we are on Spotify now, so fuck yeah. Yeah. You got to search have, awful hard to find it. You have to search. 2020, we all. <laughs> if you know someone who's on Spotify and you want to tell them how they can follow us, make sure they're searching for streaming things colon a stranger things podcast <laughs> and then we'll come right up but that's not going to be our show name anymore right it's just going to be streaming yeah. things that's just currently as of now are we going back to binge nerd no i mean i'm okay with it but andy's on youtube we're, we're going to be doing um streaming things tv right yeah yeah uh-huh. so that's agreed so okay. yeah that's i guess another announcement we're going to be on youtube soon too oh, yeah <laughs> hey. well, yeah that's why i was leaving yeah oh, my bad. um i mean we'll, we'll see how well it works out we got, lead, we got bro. a lot of filmmaking equipment um but we're going to do some multi-camera live action stuff with OBS. And, you know, it'll be a very experimental. We're going to attempt it. There will <laughs> yeah. be at least a camera. <laughs> Eventually it'll get better, but expect it to be a little rough in the, in the early goings of it. So stick with us. Cause I think another problem too is, you know, stranger things is by far our most popular content. I mean, we have 10 times the listeners during an active stranger things, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, season season. <laughs> well, I meant like, uh, what's the word when there's like a fever, Oeuvre. you know, no, wrong, <laughs> wrong. Anyway, when everybody's zeitgeist. fucking digging straight, yeah, no zeitgeist. wrong. When it's in the zeitgeist, we're bad with words right now. Good thing. It's not just like a word space show. So <laughs> when we're in but, the real shit, but whenever we try to switch to like altered carbon or game of Thrones, even or Westworld, like our listenership drops by, you know, 75%. So it's hard to keep it going when we don't hear from the loved ones and we don't know what's going on and what you want. Um, so, but instead of, you know, diverging everyone and picking a specific property that a lot of people don't like 
or mm-hmm. we're just going to do everything every week. What's hot? What's hot with us? Because that was a big problem for us is we, we would, you know, spend an entire episode talking about The Punisher yeah. on Netflix and, you know, no one would listen <laughs> to that. <laughs> one was episode one, the rest was, the second episode was the rest. Yeah, because no one listened to that. And then, you know, you know, we got a bunch of people who listened to our Star Wars coverage and then we started in Black Mirror and that was all over the when place. When you said and, The Punisher, I did the classic uh, Frank... John Bernthal (laughs) and you guys talked over it and it made it seem really weird and (laughs) Tourette's like so I had to mention it <laughs> Nobody we, acknowledged it, just, so I didn't we, want to just have acknowledge background. We just we just follow <gasps> your Tourette's That would be a terrible podcaster. <laughs> just every now and then you would just grunt like this. I can't wait to see that on YouTube, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry to our listeners that have Tourette's. It's just I'm just saying it doesn't befit the medium a lot. That's all I'm saying. It's fine if you try. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Steve looks horrified. (laughs) I just keep it real. The listeners, you know, the people that are all about my pudding, that's what they appreciate. (laughs) He's not (laughs) about my pudding. (laughs) So I look forward to more of the content. It is coming. Give us about two weeks to adjust. I'm moving into my new home this week. I close, I think, on Wednesday. Speaking of which, this is funny. I'm supposed to close on Friday, which Carissa is a little superstitious and she pointed out, hey, do you really want to close on the home on Friday the 13th? And it's also a full moon. And I was like, I really don't think that's going to matter, but like, I get, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Whoa, the house could be a werewolf. So then I said, I'll, I'll just move it to Wednesday. Cause that's better for me anyway. Cause I don't work Wednesday, but I do Friday. And then I was thinking about it. I was at my office and I was like, Holy shit. That, that's nine 11. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the good thing about that is you'll never forget when you uh, close. <laughs> so now I'm going to close on my home on either 9-11 or Friday the 13th. Oh, shit. What a bind. I still think, you know, the 11th is better. But anyway, that's just thought that was interesting. So, my house is doomed. Um, but yeah, so to today we're going to recap season three of Stranger Things, go through our favorite moments, uh, our top three favorite episodes, themes from the show. Um, go through all the Easter eggs that we missed or might have missed, as well as predictions for season four. How are predictions for season three back when we did season two have fared? All those kind of fun things. Stay tuned. I don't know what you're doing. If you're driving or if you're just sitting, that'd be kind of weird. I don't listen to podcasts. Just sitting in my house unless I'm like doing dishes. I do it all the time. Andy does. He lays I in bed it. and listens to shit. Steve. I do it, yeah. Maybe I'm the guy out. I don't know. I'd like to be doing other things while I'm listening. I don't know. Deal. Passive listener. So write in again. I can't stress that enough. Uh, streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Let us know how you're feeling, what you're doing. We'll have various contests at various times, but we're also going to have a lot of, um, you know, email writing in based questions to structure the show around. And we just love hearing from you at any time. Speaking of which, we had a contest. The winner gets a $50 Ooh. Amazon gift card or fitty bones, as Steve likes to say. Fitty bones. So we got a few of our, our top three. Since we do a lot of top threes here, we're going to do our top three favorite emails of all the ones that we got. And then pick the winner at the very end. Andy, I believe you're going to start us off. So this email comes in from Phil Armstrong. Phil writes, Ahoy, this is Phil from Cincinnati. Please consider my this my entry for the current Streaming Things contest. No. And he put the little rights reserved thing on there. It's pretty <laughs> Very <legit>. well done. <laughs> I listen to the show for two reasons. First, as I watch season three alone, it's nice to get the perspectives of others who not only watched the show, but scrutinized it to a degree that I didn't. As a result of listening to streaming things, rights reserved, I find myself <laughs> feeling differently about Stranger Things. Oftentimes it validates my love for it, and sometimes I become more critical of its writing. The episode scene by scene breakdown is helpful in catching details and clearing up plot points that I missed. 
It's because of these alternative perspectives that I'm able to relive the series again while at my desk instead of in front of the TV. Secondly, I also listen because of Emmy award-winning Steve May. Who, you see, me? I only listen to podcasts who are co-hosted by award winners who have at least 25% of an EGOT. <laughs> For those that don't know, that's uh, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Uh, Deigning to spend my time consuming culture not backed by the guarantee that an award winner was involved in this production would be comical at best. <laughs> because streaming things, Fritz reserved, <laughs> prominently features the verified analytic prowess and signature speaking pipes of Emmy Award win- winning Steve May, I listen with confidence. It is only a matter of time before Chris and Andy win their awards too. Thirdly, Andy, my favorite porn site is dibsonskins.com. Oh. Just a great one. Dibs on skins. We Thank you, you, Phil. Phil. Yeah. That was Phil from Cincinnati. Uh, yeah. Stu, why don't you read us one? Well, the one that I have the pleasure of reading comes in from Mr. Ryan McKenna. Subject line. I guess I'm entering. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in hot. You are indeed, Ryan. He writes, I went looking for Stranger, uh, Stranger Things podcast back when season two came out. You guys are the best one out of the four or five I found. <laughs> <laughs> Within a week of that day, I had listened to every episode of both seasons of your show twice. My dude. I enjoyed your show more than some of the episodes of the actual show. Anyway, my fiance and I got pregnant and life changed, but I couldn't wait to come back to you guys. Even season three came. What? I think you meant. um, But I couldn't wait to come back to listen to you guys. Even when season three came back, I wish the last three episodes came sooner. I get it. (laughs) But I'm glad you all came back in any capacity ellipses do mine hunter do mine hunter that's a good suggestion the first season i don't know if you guys have seen the first season i've seen both seasons it is wonderful second i still need to start the second but i love the first one it is phenoms it is phenoms i love how ryan started and actually ryan's actually a a solid fan i mean he follows us on twitter and engages a lot and always has but the email if you didn't know that starts off really ambivalent you know it's like i guess i'm entering (laughs) anyway i went looking for a stranger things podcast (laughs) There was like four or five, and you guys were the best. <laughs> you know what I, mean? yeah. like, I guess I'll give you guys perhaps. <laughs> uh, I didn't look much harder for a better one. <laughs> I mean, thank you, Ryan. That looks pretty hard. Usually, when I want to listen to a show's podcast, I will stop at two. I will be like, these are the two I'm choosing. If I don't like them, I'm just not listening to any right. of them. Do when I uh, pick a show to to follow for some specific niche thing, like they have 10 seconds max to yeah. hook me and then they're done and I'm moving on to the next one. Which a lot of people like you have already tuned out 20 minutes ago in this episode is what oh, you're saying. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. sure. <laughs> you guys sound like they're on Coke, uh, which, is, <laughs> which is one email that we got. Thank you. Uh, no cocaine here. So anyway, yes. this, the winner, maybe a little. and I'm sorry if I don't pronounce your name correctly, and I don't think you told us where you were writing from. I can't believe I picked you as a winner. You can't follow directions. <laughs> oh, is this the winner? Yeah, this is the winner. Ooh, this is the winner. Steve Lukovic, which Ooh. I think is how you pronounce that. We like Steve. Steve. We He's such a good guy. because of the names. Congratulations, buddy. Why do you win? Subject line, my strange dudes. What up, guys? Another season in the bag. Good mm. job. Thought you all died in a fire for a while there, <laughs> but you came back. So I mean, told you there was a theme. Wait, you're not far off. <laughs> also, all right, no. All right, so best Star Wars. The answer is Empire. Always. Great Anyone answer. who thinks otherwise probably voted for Trump. 
Chocolate pudding. Dr. Brenner wins, hands down. Though he only pops in for 30 seconds here and there, the dude's got mad podcasting skills. He does. Dr. Brenner may or may not make an appearance today. I know his schedule's all booked up, but he said he would try to pop in. In all honesty... He'll be rushing to come in if he can. I think you're all great. (laughs) You play off each other perfectly. I really hope you continue putting these out on a weekly basis. He didn't italicize that, but I felt like in his mind it was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Any thoughts on what's next? There's a lot of thoughts on it, Steve. I'd love if you guys recap movies. Top of the list, Jurassic Park 3 and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. LOL. What? (laughs) I would love to review those because those would be fun just to tear apart. The pinnacles of filmmaking. Anyway, (laughs) thanks again for all the laughs. Keep up the great work. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to Kim. You're the goosebumps to my Will's neck. Mm. The wiggly blood to my Eleven's leg. Will you marry me? Oh, will you? I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Thanks, dudes. Rock on. So sorry to Kim if you thought you were being proposed to. And I hope you actually listen or that'd be a weird show. That would be. <laughs> I assume they both listen. That's amazing. So, Steve, you're the winner just because you tried to prank your girlfriend. I assume your girlfriend it might just be a, someone, you know, which is even weirder. Uh, <laughs> Soon to be fiance. Extra points. Soon to be ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve wins the $50 Amazon gift card. But if you forgot to email, I get it. A lot of my favorite podcasts. I'm like, I'm totally going to just throw my two cents in and then I don't never do. So I understand. But again, for the third time, that's how important it is. Email streaming things pod at gmail.com. We love, love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, so, Steve, on winning fitty bones. I will send the fitty bones, all the bones, at least 49 of them. As soon as we stop recording here. I mean, there's a tax. Involved. Yeah. There's <laughs> delivery fee. Right. $3. <laughs> it's $47 delivery fee. Steve, come on. Um, that brings us to our main event, the recap of season three of Stranger Things. So what did you guys think? Where does this rank as far as the rest of the show, as far as seasons one and two? Because in my mind, it's up there with season one as far as quality. Um, I know Steve, I, I think I know what Steve thinks. I'm going to say Steve's ranking is thus one, three, two, with one being vastly above the others. That's what I'm going to say. One, three, two. Can you guess mine? I'm going to say Andy 312. You would be correct. All right. (laughs) So this is the best season of Stranger Things ever, Andy. Yes. Um, Bar none. Um, Season one one was absolutely fantastic, and it brought us to a world that we'd never experienced before, but we had also completely experienced in a thousand different ways, and that's what was cool about it. Mm -hmm. It was an original idea that paid homage to fucking everything, and to a degree, stole from a lot. It has so established now that it has turned all the way around and become self-referential. It is the snake that is biting its own tail at this point. Mm. And that it is all the better for it. Or it's the Marilyn Manson with a rib removed, maybe. Indubitably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it's just, it's funnier, the action's better, the effects are better. Um, Mike sucks, that's a bummer. But Mm. otherwise, it's... uh, it's just a vastly better show. It has more, st- has better stakes, has more emotional impact, it has better acting all around, except for Winona Ryder and Mike. Um, but yeah, when it's all said and done, when the cards are on the table, it is the best season. Did you just throw Winona Ryder under the bus? Yeah, I wanted to put a flag in that yeah. to talk about later. <laughs> no, well, she fucking killed it the first season is the problem. Sure, she yeah. had so much to work with then, and she you know, blew her load in season one. And so she has a lot less to work with. I do think a lot like Mike, this season, I, Winona was, too. um, 
I don't even know if it's misused. I think it's on her. Yeah. Just a little corny, a little, um, I think it's the writing has a lot to do with it for her. Maybe she is the girl that's just out of reach for the most part of this season. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She's no longer the mother bear that will do anything to save her cub. It's probably the writing too. I mean, they could have done so much, um, with her morning newbie, you know, there was, and there just was, there wasn't a whole lot of that. There's a couple of scenes. One scene that I remember where she's eating a TV dinner. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, Bob used to sit here. Anyway, change the channel. (laughs) <laughs> I think a lot of it is the writing because um, I I even feel like for a good you know a good chunk of the season Hopper was also uh, kind of corny in his writing. I mean he had more stuff to do like in terms of like let me turn on badass Hopper mode and beat up the mayor type stuff you know and then yeah. he had the letter at the end that allowed him to you know actually have a serious dialogue and do some range. But he you know Joyce didn't have those moments so she was only mm-hmm. a part of her and Hopper's corny love story shenanigans, which, you know, we all, you know, like those characters want them to get together, but I'm not sure that the writing was as best as it could have been in terms of that, doing that relationship proper for the season. Yeah. I feel like the hopper corniness early in the season was just establishing the foundation of what his character growth and arc needed to be by the end, whereas she didn't really have an arc. I loved, I mean, I understand what you're saying and why it would throw you for a loop a little bit with the way what they were doing with David Harbour this season, but I loved it. I think it was a great mm-hmm. arc because you've got in season one, you know, the pill popping ex big city cop dealing with the small temple shit. He's depressed and a you know, white out, which here. is my favorite hopper where he's, you know, he's just hung over like whatever. I'm just going to punch it. Um, <laughs> and then season two, you have, he's kind of a father figure. I mean, absolutely is, but at the same time he's hiding her. So it's weird. Like it's not, he doesn't feel validated in being a real like father to this girl. And then in season three, he's almost suburban because everybody knows now and it's okay to just be an open father figure. And he's got normal suburban fears to deal with as a father. So Mm. I love the arc and I think it was neat. It's just a little different. Uh, Steve, was I right in your, your ranking of where you're putting this season or how you feel about it? Uh, I think so. To be honest, I haven't completely uh, decided on where I want to land the season. Um, I go back and forth. It's been quite a while. It has been quite a while. (laughs) But I go back and forth because I think the last half of the season is so strong and Mm -hmm. it's so good. And it takes, you know, and I guess it's for this reason where it almost has to be in second place for me. um, Where it takes, you know, the show... And it's it's taking you mean the show it's into fighting for second with season two. It's fighting for second, yeah. Wow. Because I just love. I think season one is perfect. Okay. Um, other than some minor things, but I think that show that first season is so well done. It's so perfect. It's hard to beat for me. But the reason why I go back and forth on whether I like it better than season two or not is I I'm one of the people who I love season two. I think season two is really really great. It's like just a notch below season one for me. Um, whereas this season, season three. Like I said, the the last half of the season is just loaded. It's great. It's uh, it's some of the best Stranger Things has ever been. But that front half of the season, I, you know, the more and more, like I haven't gone back and watched the first three episodes of the season because I just wasn't feeling it. And I mentioned it, I think, in the third episode of our coverage on this podcast, I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm really liking this. And it's because I just didn't like the direction of the first three episodes that much. And that was the three that we watched together Together, the first day right yeah yeah i mean i mean there's things to like and i i don't know if maybe if i watch it again i'll be like oh okay what was my i'm being a big pussy but i just didn't like (laughs) i mean yeah uh 
So you I, I, I guess close handed. I, I guess yeah. So I guess it should be number three is is season two. Number two is season three because it sets up so much more in the back half. It's some of the best season uh, Stranger Things has been, and then season one is my number one. I think that's where Sorry, I. Sorry, that was too many numbers. Can, you, can <laughs> yeah. you just say them in order? One, three, two. Okay, dope. Begrudgingly, not one, two, three. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's where I am. I'm, I'm a one, three, two guy. But I just like like Steve said, it's it's easy to be on the high of season three. And I'm not saying that's what you're doing. I'm saying I'm very tempted to do that. But then I, look, I think back to how like legendary season one it was, and how shocking and surprising what they were able to pull off was, and well, what, you, what you mentioned the the amount they. It's only legendary Stole. because of our coverage. No, I mean, we, we, we made that show. huge portion of that's a their listenership is from streaming <laughs> things, a Stranger Things podcast uh, now on Spotify, but um, <laughs> soon to be on YouTube. Um, yeah, I just, you know, it <laughs> took everybody's by surprise. I remember when those memes, those Dave Chappelle, Tyrone, the crackhead memes, saying, you got any more of those Stranger Things? Ever? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why that always stands out to me. I mentioned it before. But, God damn. And I, th- <laughs> I thought I was the only one watching the show and it came out of my hole and it was like, oh shit, you guys been digging that too? So <laughs> anyway, any hoozle, there's that, that's our overall thoughts. I mean, I don't think I have any general themes of this episode to talk about. Of of the uh, of the series, I'm I guess. Sorry, I guess the the, the overall theme is just growing up. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, you have the note that Hopper writes eleven, and how he's talking about you know make mistakes, all that stuff. But then also, you get to see Will's journey as well, which I kind of wish they would have explored more. Because I like you know we were so you know surprised at how awesome Noah Schnapp was last season, yeah. and he didn't really have that much to do this season other than get a Will Tingle, get a little tingle, get a little Will Tingle. Um, but I. I I for what it for what they did, I did enjoy his kind of like I'm not ready to grow up and like girls yet. I still want to just hang out with my friends and play D and D, and that's mm-hmm. that is a moment that I think every child at some point I feel like faces where they're like I just want to be a kid, but everyone's growing up. Yeah, I mean they did a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Because everybody I remember distinctly. I mean I played with uh, my not dolls but action figures until i think i was like 13 or 14 and, and like andy or so whoever would show up and i would sling them all off the bed and i had like spawn action figures and ninja turtles and i'd be like ah, and throw them off the bed and then you sit had the down. coolest wrestling figures though he yeah i had a collection and i actually had a a ring yeah that was dope that way i was a huge wwf fan my um, man so like undertaker <laughs> anyway so i'm sitting there and i throw him off the bed and then pick up a game informer or something like which is the coolest i could get like that was like uh, <laughs> pick up the video no, game cool. magazine i'm grown up uh, <laughs> and everybody else is playing football and getting hand jobs and stuff and i'm like uh, spawn <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what they were doing it's they... my memoir <laughs> I legitimately remember um, uh, I was in sixth grade and it was everything. Life was great. Everyone was still a kid. It was great. We were all having fun and playing games at, at the on recess and stuff. Fast forward three months to seventh grade. All of a sudden, it's like over summer. People were like, let's all be clicky and just be assholes all the time and there was little old me who's like who wants to play with the ball with me <laughs> and no one was having it and i was so depressed all of a sudden the grade i think like uh, i skipped school like 30 something days oh that year God. because i was just like i hated it because i would go to school and just be like when did everyone become assholes we were all <laughs> friends like three months ago <laughs> you're out there playing one skip one square <laughs> yeah. you become georgie from it yeah pretty much <laughs> oh, no. 
I can uh, see Steve in a little raincoat. Going back to the theme. That's that what it, I came in here with. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> I don't think it was just growing up, but like learning to let go. You know what I mean? Like, um, especially with like Hop, it, you know, he, he's grown. Uh, like, obviously he's metaphorically growing as a father, but learning to let go, let go of his control over um, Eleven. And Mike also let learning to let go of his control over Eleven, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um just uh, and um, Will learning to let go of his childhood, his Steve moments, if you will, out there playing one square and shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got that arc where he, you know, gives up his D and D. Yeah, and at the end, but like he he mans up. He's like, when they're like, "Man, I'm really sorry we didn't play with you that one day." He's like, "Guys, I don't give a fuck. Like, there's yeah. there's bigger things going on right now. And Wills that, are and being tingled, cool. guys. We got issues. Right. <laughs> Tinglies are willing." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't like that. Um, yeah, I'd say those are, and there was a lot of feminist overtones, and I wouldn't, wouldn't even call them undertones, and I really enjoyed those. Oh no, Max was like looking at the camera, basically. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, she can make her own decisions about her body, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is true, and I'm glad that they went there. Uh, and, and obviously, also, Nancy's, Nancy Nancy's and old. Karen, and Nancy's employment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you skateboard? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Pound sign, me too. <laughs> so I, I guess this is a good time, as good as any, to... Steve, how did we fare in our season three predictions that we did a year ago? Probably 15 months ago. Well, as an old college professor of mine used to say, not good, guys, not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't great. It's actually really funny the way we were so cocksure of how <laughs> this season was going to go. And I it hate just, that phrase, dude. Cocksure? cocksure. <laughs> just sure I'm a cock. Just, <laughs> what does that phrase mean? Let's dissect it. Is it like as sure as I am that my cock is I'm down so there? I'm so sure I'm hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Does it have something to do with a rooster? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I think probably. It probably yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Old phrases like that are usually so like innocent and wrong. Right. like, ew, Wieners. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I kind of wrote down individually what we kind of predicted. And Chris, I think, had the most predictions, or at least you went first. So you kind of like set the tone. And a lot okay. of us either. A, 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 a lot of shade, bro. No, no, no. I'm saying like we were all on the same page, but like I, I think I wrote down a lot under Chris because you like said everything and then the rest of us kind of either repeated it or expanded upon it. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so we were all sure that season three was going to be very government focused. Like it was going to be about the government coming in and covering up what happened in the first two seasons, specifically with the return of Dr. Brenner and the fallout of Murray Bauman's, you know, expose that he wrote at the end of season two. Um, we thought that there would be more um, special kids like 11 and Callie number eight. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> what was the what do I have in here oh yeah <laughs> Chris you suggested that Jonathan would Jonathan and Nancy would go to college and not be around that often and Steve would join the cops <laughs> he would oh, yeah. he would join Hopper and like have a lot of confrontation with the uh, the inept police officers that we I love still to think that would have been good instead of Chips Ahoy Scoops and, Ahoy and the mm. one thing that you mentioned Chris that you were just you were so fucking close to getting this 100% you were so close, but it just fell short at the end. And I quote, 
I hope Karen Calgore rides the shit out of Billy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you were so close to getting that right, but not, it, not, a, not, not to the end. So I wasn't the only one hoping for that, apparently, with the, right. the writers were on board as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Andy, you specifically wanted, you know, again, government stuff, but you thought that there was going to be um, a... a there was going to be a big situation where the mind flare was more powerful. He was still causing problems, but the gang would have to team up with Dr. Brenner, like an X2. Oh, damn. Uh, that would have been cool, and, too. Uh, Magneto team up to kind of combat this greater evil, you know? Season four, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I mean, a lot of this could be in season four, to be honest. Yeah. And then I specifically also kind of. Well, she's not going to ride Billy now, obviously. No, he, no. He That'd be weird. I mean, you don't know. <laughs> Uh, Nancy's like, Mom, I'm never taking you to a funeral again. <laughs> Sorry. He was just so cocksure. Uh, <laughs> um, and I, I went, went down the path of Brenner was going to catch Callie and use her powers of mind manipulation to kind of cause a bunch of uh, visions to people. Because uh, we mentioned how one of the um, Duffer brothers wrote that season three would be a lot weirder. So I said that Callie, I don't know if that's true. Even they were going to use Callie's um, uh, vision powers to make things weird because you're going to see a lot of visions. A la, again, another X two reference. Um, Brian Cox's kid in X two. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. just thinking yeah. of. <laughs> William Stryker, uh, and that was going to be the weirder things. So that was our; those were our predictions for what season three was going to be. It's kind of I'm kind of scared to make. I'm kind of scared to make the season four predictions because it'll just mostly be pushing off a lot of those predictions that I still think are inevitable. I mean, well, well do you guys, well, let's kind of touch on, you know, the Duffer saying that season three was going to be weirder. Do you think this season was weirder? No. Um, I think it was gorier, grosser. It was definitely gorier. Um, weirder, not necessarily. I, I think it was more tonally dis dissonant than previous seasons. Um, it, it, was a roller coaster of funny and extreme, and in that way, you could call it weirder. Um, it, I mean, it the rats exploding and like the the corporal realization of the monster was yeah, definitely like, out you, there. You see, as like fuck. the little mind flayed kid walking to the group of people. Now you don't see that kid specifically, but then you see the group of people melting into a fucking puddle and becoming a giant blob. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that. That's pretty fucked up. And then, like immediately before that, you have Melt Man. You have Ted up on the fucking uh, Ferris wheel getting a hand job. Like I don't like being up here. I was gonna say the weirdest thing was Ted still married to Karen. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> that is weird. That's pretty weird. Uh, so, is it a good time to do our season four predictions? Yeah, I mean, this is as good a time as any. Oh, I don't want to start and take everybody's obvious <laughs> like I did last time. But well, I, I think we can use our predictions to kind of catapult into a bigger discussion about what people are kind of, a, you know, the controversy of what people think happened at the end of the season. Well, I think we're all in agreement. So we can just start there. Um, you know, the show doesn't do a huge, I mean, I think it was purposeful. Like they don't do a very great job of convincing on purpose that Hopper is dead. Right. I think you'd have to be, and I don't mean to be insulting watching pretty casually to think for very long that Hopper died at the end of this season. So we're all three in agreement that Hopper is he's alive, dead, right? Yeah. I think he's alive. To be, to, we if all I, think... If I can be honest, yeah. when I watch it the first time, I was like, wow, I can't believe they killed off Hopper. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I like the show ended with me thinking, wow, Hopper's you dead. You got all That's, the way to the credits? 
yeah, I got all the way to the credits and I was like, wow, that's nuts. That's Hopper's dead. And then like a day passes and I'm thinking about the ending more. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No. Well, maybe he's still alive. And yeah. then a buddy of mine texts me like, I don't think he's dead. I'm like, tell me why. <laughs> he's really dramatic. <laughs> tell me why. <laughs> and then he told me his reason. I'm like, shit, you're right. <laughs> so. Well, he, he should be on the for show. For me, I, He's smarter than when me. the music <laughs> cued in and Joyce is doing like the belt thing and, and you know they have that look I was like holy shit they're gonna do it yeah but as soon as it went to black and then came back and he had glanced at the the gate I knew him or I thought immediately I was like oh okay I get it all right safe safe play safe play Duffers mm-hmm. I like it um it, that's a that cut to black was a can we afford him next season? Yeah. Moment, <laughs> man. If Hellboy's really and then, popular, yeah, right. and then right. came back in after Hellboy's <laughs> release. Hellboy <laughs> that cut to black. I my, my friend who's like, I don't believe Hopper's dead. I messaged him back like, I don't know, man. I thought it was really tasteful that they didn't show him blow up like the other Russians. I don't want to see David Harbor die like that. And then he told me his reason. I'm like, ah, fuck, you're right. <laughs> Shit. So what is the reason? Is it my the, the theory that I have, or is there some deeper? Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's the theory you have. Yeah. So we think we all agree about the gate, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That he snuck he's in. alive. He, he he's dove not into the, the American, down. but he is alive. Right. So then, who is the American in Russia? We all think Doctor Brenner. Doctor Brenner. Oh yeah, Doctor B. What do you think about that, Doctor Brenner? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> After the first season, I decided to go on a bit of a sabbatical, and I find myself a fan of the vodka. And I thought uh, Moscow is nice. They picked me up there. <laughs> They've been giving me a lot of great accommodations. They don't feed me to the Demogorgon. That is nice. Which, I mean, I can only say thank you. So how how do you plan on returning to America? I'll walk. <laughs> Duh. I don't know why you're laughing. I'm, I, 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 you're I'm, a stroller. I'm a fit man. I'm, I know I'm, you are. Absolutely. I fancy myself a jogger. <laughs> but you're going to walk. Well, I mean, you can't jog the whole way, Christopher. That's a really odd thing to believe. That would be even weirder, wouldn't it, Duffers? He turns around. I think I'll go home now. <laughs> so, here, so here's my predictions. It's going to start off, and I'm going to be pretty specifically vague about this. We're vaguely specific. Depends on which way you look at it. The first two or three episodes, we got 11 no powers. We got major high school shit going on now. So we're going to get a lot of John Holmes references. Or, I'm sorry. That's Jeez. the porn star. John. <laughs> no. Whoa. Whoa. A lot of dick swanging. No John Holmes references. A lot of John Hughes references. You can find however. that on dipsonskins.com though. <laughs> and then the awesome moment where she gets her powers back. I do think for sure this time we're going to have some of the season two ancillary characters return, uh, i.e. eight and uh, Will we get other numbers. I think so. I think so. That'll coincide great with Dr. Brenner's return. I want to see what came after 11. I want to see 12. You know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of talk about this being the last season, but there will be five at the most. I mm. think what the Duffers, the Duffers have said. Yeah. I don't um, know how much longer they can stretch the story I hope out it ends without soon, it getting, which is weird to say, but I, I love when right. they go out strong, you know? Yeah. It's better to go on your own terms than to have to like stretch a story out because of studio writing because then it just dilutes the story which is why i'm super bummed about el camino but that's neither here nor there that's (laughs) for when we uh expand our podcast so my biggest um 
theory for the next season, uh, which is a big deal, but not at all, setting. Uh, I don't think it's going to take place in Hawkins. Um, I think it has to take place somewhere else. This town has been ravaged three times now, mm-hmm. and everybody knows. We've, we had the expose from Murray in season two, and then we had the fucking National Guard flying in from all directions, and then that... Uh, the cutting edge. The, the cutting edge. <laughs> so how that. do you get all the characters together, though? How far away did Joyce and Will and Eleven move? Because I, they talked about, know. let's meet up during Thanksgiving or maybe Christmas. Here's my prediction. I think so. First season debuted in July. Second season Halloween. Third season July. I think we're due. Was it July first season one? Because that wasn't I think that. So. I think it was, it was to be was, during was, school year. Yeah, it was like fall. I think because mm-hmm. then it gets into Christmas at the end. I think it's going to be a Christmas. So this next season is going to be like all Christmas. I think it's going to be winter. So do you think they were Christmas based stuff laying the groundwork when Mike said, "I don't know. We'll, we'll see what Mrs. Spires thinks." Said but that, we can yeah, see that's what, what I thought. During it the would be a Christmas thing. Yep. I would love for that to happen. That would be really cool. And so we haven't really seen any of the. I mean, we had that quick little snippet of Christmas at the end of season one, but there hasn't been a lot of actiony stuff and like a snow covered, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas light because you can get a lot of cool gremlins, mm-hmm. uh, eggs and stuff like that. Speaking of egos for season four, these are all of the the biggest films of 1986. Oh, I got a bunch. Aliens, Obvi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pick a few that I think would come out of nowhere and be awesome. They've already, they've already done Aliens, kind of. In Ferris Bueller's two. Day Off. Okay. Andy, you got it. We want to do two at a time. <laughs> Top Gun. Ooh. Top Gun. Top Gun. We're going to get some shirtless volleyball. Um, Little Shop of Horrors. Hell yeah. Labyrinth. Oh, I love Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Big Trouble in Little China. Hell Classic. yeah. Classic. Hell yeah. This one, I feel like it, it, it's like not as popular as the, as the ones we've already named, but has to be in there. Highlander. That, that could be only amazing. be one. That yeah, that, that line has to be in there at uh, some point, right? Short Circuit, I think, is going to be huge. Yeah, that would be cool. And the croc. There's going to be it, there's going to be a, a character named Johnny, and he's going to be number five. <laughs> That's going to be, <laughs> and he's still he's going to be alive. Yeah. Um, you've got the fly, which might make a, a reference. That'd be cool. Uh, Pretty in Pink, I think, is going to be huge for Eleven's arc. Um, Absolutely. There was a few. Oh, nine and a half weeks would be weird. It would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but bold. Howard the Duck? Holy shit. Anyway, that's where I think a lot of that. And Stand By Me. But Stand we, By they've Me. They've already done that a lot. Yeah. We, bo- we both decided to gloss over that <laughs> right. one. That's awkward. Um, yeah, so that's our season four. Uh, any other huge predictions? I mean. I got the big one. The biggie? Ooh. Okay. Ted sacrifices himself to save the world. Oh, Ted's going to have a redemption arc? Yes, he has to have something. He cannot be the fucking heel for four seasons in a row. Swear to God. like You're being dead serious about I'm, this? I'm, no, he's not going to sacrifice himself to save the world, but he's going to have some sort of redemption arc. He, okay. he, he can't be the heel. That's just bad storytelling if you have the same guy that you take a shit on every four or five episodes. But it's fun. It was. <laughs> it's not anymore. I'm going to be mad if they turn Fuck around and, and he's fucking passed out again and baby Holly's like poking him and shit. I'm going to be like, what? Or Karen just leaves him. Yeah. Uh, and then to try to win her back, <laughs> he sacrifices himself for the greater good. Ted's Boom, like a season even lamer. Or episode seven. Ted's calling a, it now. Ted's an even lamer Jerry from Rick and Morty. That's yeah, <laughs> fucking Jerry. God damn it, Jerry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but 
Still, I, I stand by it. Okay, that's good. That's solid. Do you think uh, other predictions were the same as yours that Eleven's going to struggle to get her powers back around episode four or five? She's going to get them back. She's going to. It's going to be amazing. Ad- adapt to the new life without the powers, and she's going to get bullied in some ways, and she's going to try to do something. She's with not going to find out Hopper's still alive until like episode six. Yeah, it's going to be a while before Hop comes back for sure. Um, oh, another sorry, backtrack a little bit, but another thing to mention that proves that uh, Hopper's still alive is the song We Can Be Heroes was mm-hmm. played before. Peter Gabe's. Peter Gabriel, uh, We Can Be Heroes was played uh, when they faked out Will's death in season one. So which almost, is a really good call. Which is which is almost like the creator saying like, he's not dead. If we, guys, we pulled this shit with the same song in season one. Guys, you gotta believe me on this. Steve caught that on his own prior to it being all over the internet. And we couldn't mention it because we weren't doing this episode till a month and a half later. Fuck yeah. So I just want to give, I know you won't believe me, but I was there when he said it. <laughs> Don't fucking question me. Yeah. I got a quarter of an EGOT, motherfuckers. Here, I just got a, <laughs> <laughs> I got a, a tingling of a new prediction, too. What do you think about Eleven? Doesn't know Hop's alive because she doesn't have her powers. Oh, yeah. And when she gets them back, however that is, and I picture her getting bullied at school and then finally in a rage or something, they come back, right? She makes that kid piss himself again. Hmm. Something even more high school yeah. like Troy. Maybe, I don't know, kills him. Troy. And then, <laughs> kills him. <laughs> and then once she has her powers back, then she gets aware that Hop's in the upside down, somehow surviving, predator style. And maybe opens a gate on purpose to get hop out and that causes some danger probably it Mm. but there's already a demogorgon alive and well in our universe so they don't need to do that but what i want to know is what does it mean for the the upside down people the demogorgons the mind flayers whatever to now have the wiggly blood because the wiggly blood was 11's power obviously it wasn't actually her power but that is the medium through which she lost her powers that wiggly blood has since been absorbed into the upside down side no what it hasn't because that physical manifestation just dropped and laid in the mall but does it still have it no no you know, so what what I'm getting at I is guess it could can psychically they, can they take see it. into our side now is what I'm, in the way that she made contact you let us in can they now make contact from the other side? Now that would necessitate having a more sentient bad guy because up to this point, we haven't had that much. That would be cool if they had a sentient bad guy rather than a monster. Right, and the closest we've gotten to that was um, daycare. Um, <laughs> yes, Billy yeah. running around, he was sentient but not. You know well, what I mean? Well, you imagine the Mind Flayer is sentient but he can't. It can't communicate sure. to us unless it has a, a vessel like. But Billy. who is the king of the right? How xenophobic of you, Andrew? Just because we don't communicate the same way doesn't mean they don't have intelligence. Yeah. Oh my god! Dolphins god. are smart too, bro. Awkward. <laughs> yeah, that Demodog at the end <laughs> knew it could eat that guy's face. So. <laughs> so now we're supposed to do our top three favorite episodes. I, like an idiot, did my three favorite moments. So you can just say that the episode in which they were found is my fave. <laughs> Where? Am I going to cheat? 
What if what if they're in the same episode? Two of mine are. I mean, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. That's the finale, which is really lame, but I'm, I'm just being honest. Okay. My number three. God damn it. I don't even know, man. I don't even know, Whatever man. Whatever episode where Nancy and Karen have that huge heart to heart and she inspires Nancy to be a strong that woman. That is episode four. Then that, the is sauna my sauna test. that is my number three. And I actually do fucking love that episode when he gets caught in the sauna and shit. That's mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's my number three. Planned it out, thought it out, wrote it out because I'm a professional. <laughs> Boom. Steve, you go now. My number three is episode seven, The Bite. Okay. Um, I, I picked this episode because it's, you know, it's a really good, cool, like kind of ramping up at the stakes. You know, it, it's it's like the penultimate episode. So a lot of the characters are finally coming together to start fighting, you know, the, the, the problems. But the reason that this episode made my top three is 110% the scene with Robin and Steve in the bathroom. Uh, first, because they're on fucking drugs. <laughs> the first half of the episode, awesome. which is awesome and hilarious. But then they have that really heart to heart touching moment where uh, Steve finds out that Robin is gay and this, his reaction to it and, the, and her building up the nerve to tell him that. Uh, I just love that moment. Those actors are so great. You know, they play off each other so well, and I can't wait to see more of them in season four. Andy. Nice. It wasn't because uh, Eleven was out there ripping off all them tips. (laughs) (laughs) I will rip some tips. (laughs) Rip the tips. Ripping tips. (laughs) Is that the new tips on skins? There it is. Rip some Um, tips. My number three is also chapter four, the sauna test. Um, (laughs) Basically, the sauna test. All of my uh, top three episodes... uh, are based entirely on daycare Montgomery, daycare Montague, his, uh, his acting prowess and, uh, how impactful he was specifically with chapter four. It was the turning point for the season. When you guys were talking earlier about how the season three kind of took a little while to ramp up. Episode four was the episode where I was like, Oh shit, there are stakes and they are dope and they are rare. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, no, a steak reference. I get it. Yeah. It's T-E-A-K. <laughs> I rate that an A1. That's <laughs> nice. My um, number two. Wait, are you done? I'm sorry. I am now. I'm sorry. Now I made it real awkward. <laughs> it's really fucking awkward because I didn't even have a number two. I just was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> My number two is episode two. Cocksure. <laughs> trying, trying to keep things flowing. Just to not pick seven, I'm going to pick six. E pluribus unum. <laughs> Out of many one. <laughs> Out of many one, which is my favorite episode to talk about in my recollection. Yeah, we had a fun time on that episode. Yeah. yeah. And isn't that the one where Alexi dies? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I really love that episode, not because that was awesome. It was very sad, but it was a very good episode. Um, we get to say goodbye to Smirnoff, one of the most beloved characters. And that's really, and I, I love that character a lot before, but. It's where it sealed the deal when I decided I really love Murray Bauman. I mean, this is the perfect man. Uh, that fucking guy kills it. Um, yeah. Perfect man. This is the perfect man. He you know, for a, a creepy man. schizoid crazy person. He's just perfect. Other than that. <laughs> so that's my number two. E pluribus unum out of many one. Steve. <laughs> my number two is the sauna test. Uh, <laughs> episode four. Um, man, this episode, like I said, the early goings of season three wasn't feeling it. And then season four hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. I was not ready for the hard right turn down. Awesome street, which 2000 is, pounds of bricks. <clears throat> I mean, just everything about this episode. I mean, I mean, 
you, you touched briefly about some of the other things before, but I'll, so I'll talk about the, the actual sauna test. Like that was legitimately a very tense scene and you got to see the kids finally working together and acting as a group and you take your McCumbry, you know, his acting in that is so damn good. And then seeing him like physically being able to almost push his way out of Eleven's, you know, force power. It was scary to see her mm-hmm. threatened. Yeah. And it, it literally at the end of that episode, it's like, like, I think I watched that episode was at like, silly girl. <laughs> you know how many reps I put up? <sighs> I can bust 175 20 times. (laughs) I started watching the episode at 11 o'clock thinking like, well, I'll just watch this and go to bed. That ended and I ended up fucking watching three more episodes because of it. Um, Because that ending was just, fuck, this finally has stakes and I'm fucking in it. Stranger Things. Cannot wait. Let me on this ride. (laughs) So that is my number two. (laughs) Andy, numero dos. That's Spanish for number two. Numero dos, uh, Battle of Starcourt, chapter eight, shocker. is my number two. Um, again, daycare fucking kills it. Um, we get the flashback, the culmination of the flashback stuff um, where Eleven uh, speaks to him in the final moments. And uh, she was so pretty and you were surfing and things were happening. Um, he sacrifices himself. All of that was fucking dope. Um, we, it is just a tonal roller coaster. So we go back and forth. I'm trying to ignore the people out there. We go back and forth between um, crazy action and then um, these weird comedic moments back to crazy action. And then we get the probably greatest moment in all of Stranger Things, which is the uh, the never-ending story with Dustin. Yes. <laughs> and Susie. Um, and just that moment is the perfect fucking comedy relief climax moment in any TV show that I can think of. It was, it was brilliant how they did it. The fucking mind flayer chasing people down the road and fucking Dustin and Susie in the background story. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking brilliant. So well done. Nicely carried too, Nandy. Thank you, sir. It's beautiful. Um, A lot better than when we sang it. Oh, I know. Right. That's cause I'm, I'm, I work solo (laughs) y'all. Chris, what's your number one? I'm shocked that everyone's number one is not the Battle of Starcourt. Um, mm-hmm. It is the Battle of Starcourt, which is the only way to correctly say <laughs> the chapter title, chapter eight. Um, Starcourt. <laughs> it's a it said again. Welcome to the Mall of Starcourt. <laughs> you can go to the House of Walden Books. <laughs> Enter the court of the Burger King. <laughs> but be mindful of the gap. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, I just, it's the finale, so obviously that's when the most shit's going to happen, but I was shocked how emotionally engaged I was with the redemption of Billy. Um, the the letter written by Hop to Eleven. Oh, I forgot about the letter. Damn it. All I can think of, a lot of nights that I can't sleep even a month later, uh, just, to, just the, the destruction of my soul. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, holy shit, can never say enough about her every year. Um, and of course... The most important moment in all of television, the never ending story yeah. song uh, just rocked me off my socks and took me completely by surprise. Um, yeah. And it left me, which is hard to do, you know, ending a season three sometimes with not a whole lot, even though we had a lot of predictions, not a real good idea of where things are going, but very excited to find out and, um, you know, more excited, a bigger fan of the show than ever, which is tough to do sometimes with a show this big. And props to you, Chris, because we didn't mention this before in the uh, predictions for this season, but this is another moment of hashtag Chris was right. 
because uh, we mentioned the Duffers in an interview said that they wrote Billy to be an irredeemable character that could act as a human antagonist to the kids. And you specifically went on a rant about how you didn't believe that Billy was irredeemable and that he could be redeemed possibly in season three. And it looks like you were right. I said that? You did. That's smart stuff. (laughs) You did it, man. You really did it. You did it. Here's my Emmy. I'll take it. (laughs) Wait, no. (laughs) Damn. You should let me touch it. The Emmy, Steve. Put that away. I'll I'll, I'll Harvey Weinstein you. You can touch that. You're so cocksure. Now that's a cocksure man. Anyway, Steve, what, ew, what is your? How'd you get that in me, Steve? What have you done? <laughs> what is your number one episode of the season? To truly tell you guys what my number one episode is, I can't just say it. I can't show it to you. I can merely do something that, you know, cues you in into my mental state as to why this episode is my favorite. And the only way to do that, to illustrate my love for this episode, is through song. <laughs> Turn around. Look <laughs> at what you, you see. Is Battle of Starcourt. Battle of Starcourt. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we are in love with Starcourt. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that every dominate. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> but you're in the voice. God, there's Daleks in here. <laughs> Shit. Um, no, everything you said before about the reasons that you love Starcourt, like I, same thing for me. It's such a great episode. You get the team back together, but most importantly, I'll say it again. The ending of battle of Starcourt is taking stranger things as a show to completely new places. It's the most different and the most, um, you know, you know, unsure of where they're going to go after this. Cause I mean, they put, you know, quote unquote killed Hopper. You know, they're moving people out of Hawkins. Uh, there, there's Russians now who are competing for gate access. You know, the, the the world of Stranger Things has just blown up. It's huge. It's so much bigger than it was in the first season and mm-hmm. the second season. So for that, that is why. And also, you know, Susie, can you hear me? You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, those are the reasons why Battle of Star Court wins my favorite episode of the season. I think... I just was thinking about that while you were talking. Something completely different. No, uh, <laughs> I think they don't have room for everybody in season four. And it, oh. there may be a season five where there's a reuniting, but I would almost love to see them like drop Charlie Heaton off, you know, like maybe just a phone call here and there, maybe one strong episode with a lot of Charlie and that's it. Uh, do the same thing. And I'm just, this could be whatever just, controversial. Kill off Jaber. Not kill him off. Just let him go do something. He should have died this season. Let the Jaybird fly. Keep Nancy. A1. Front center, right? She's on the... Like, if it was basketball, you'd pick five. Medium Millie right. Bobby Brown. Nancy, for sure. Um, Max and Lucas. Keep them. Love that duo. Keep Steve and Robin, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. a, for the bulk of the, the season. Dustin. Um, Dustin and maybe even Susie. So you're naming everybody but Mike. No. Is what you're Drop out Mike. Yeah. Drop out <laughs> Joyce. Okay. Oh, oh, really? Drop out Joyce? I feel like Joyce is going to be have a huge role next season. She I, has to. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I you, love Joyce. I don't know. I just think that there's other places to go, other characters introduce. Uh, I feel like they could really go, um, you know, kind of like how they brought in, you know, they expanded Erica's role a lot this season. I feel like they could do that with Baby Holly. Finally get Baby Holly a Ginny treatment, like from Harry Potter, where she's like in the background, all of a sudden, oh, Ginny's a character now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but... I'd like really to see another energy, teen. Yeah, that. I'd like to see another teen or adult. Um, Maybe that. Uh, what's his fuck? The the video game 
and video store kid. No, oh, fuck that yeah. guy. I fuck that guy. His name, but yeah. I bet they bring him. A, a, he, they expand his role. I don't know. I get a feeling that they're going to expand Wish that guy's I was role. Steve is all I can describe him as. I fuck that no guy. Cheesy poofs eating ass. He's a creeper, dude. He's going to be Bob Newby in this next season. Um, what was more sad, Bob Newby or Billy? Newby, Billy. Oh, I thought it was a hands down Andy from left field with the Billy. Tips on Billy. Tips on Billy. Um, <laughs> no, I just uh, was more emotionally invested in him. Um, Steve Newby was just like whoa, 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 Bob. I'm sorry, Bob Newby. Jesus Christ, well, Steve he, Newby. He, he is a good guy, and that's why <laughs> I had to call him Steve. Um, no, like, like he was great and all. I just was so ready for him to be a villain that I. Oh yeah, I was super convinced. I, I wasn't. I wasn't there. I wasn't there mentally when he died. I was like, wait, no, he's still going to turn around and shoot somebody, right? Like, <laughs> even as he's dying, I'm like, he's still a bad guy, right? Um, but no, just I, I was more emotionally invested in Billy by far. But I think that also has a lot to do with how thoroughly impressed I was with his um, acting prowess this season, mm-hmm. which um, brings me around to my number one. Which was chapter six, E Pluribus Unum. Of the many one. Out of many, number one. (laughs) Nice. Wow, Um, that really shocks me. And it's almost. Is it Smirnoff? Smirnoff was a big part of that. Uh, That's where we had the whole um, No Cherry, No Deal, right? Was that entire episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly it was the emotional roller coaster that was the. Almost, um, uh, what, what's what's the movie I'm think, trying to think of? Um, Broken Arrow. No, no, no. With, with, with the spinning, the spinning top, spinning top. Inception. The Inception esque uh, emotional roller coaster of um, Eleven looking for Billy, finding him, seeing his past, the fall forward, the crazy fucking editing of it that. Was great. It, was it was amazing. Great. And then the fall backward. And the then, 11 face. And then that fucking you let us in monologue was just. Oh yeah. The chills. All the chills. You got the willy chillies. I got the willy chillies. That is a good, that is such a great scene. You're right. That was, it's probably tied for the turnaround. They should have put that in the trailer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> they should have. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my God, that episode's so good. You're right. You're right. That's all. So, so we all had three. No, we didn't have three different number ones. Sorry. Andy was different. Andy's but always still, different. A, a good top three. Um, who do you guys think is going to be the big um, throwback actor in season four? Because we had Paul Reiser, we had Sean Astin, um, we've had, uh, what's his fucking name? Paul Reiser, Sean Astin, Matthew Modine. Yeah. Uh, the Carrie Princess L- Bride L's. guy. Car- Carrie Ells, that's Ellis or something. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Fred Savage? <laughs> nah, he Fred would definitely Savage. take. He would take the check. Is all I'm saying. Like you know, he's, he's not. Good. He's not busy. He's more of a director now. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Fred. Uh, the kid from uh, Christmas Story, Christmas Carol. What Christmas Carol or Christmas Story? Vastly different. Wait, yeah, Christmas Story. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Yes, not, I don't know the actor's name. Ebenezer Scrooge. He's a, he, he's more of a producer now. I think he's pretty old now. He's like forties. Is that it? Um, I don't know. I, I I honestly haven't kept tabs on him. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like a actually super established producer. You know now. who should have played T two is fucking, fucking Dolph Lundgren. Why didn't he just die? Could they? Dolph Lundgren? Yeah, I, he's still with us. I, I think. I don't yeah. think he's. I'm pretty sure Dolph yeah. Lundgren's still around. I don't think he's in the Upside Down. He's probably getting more chemistry degrees. Probably. 
<laughs> Who am I thinking of that just died? Uh, I could see them doing. A, oh, it was the uh, Tears and Rain guy that just died. Yes. Oh, Rutger Hauer. They look a yeah. lot like. Rutger Hauer would have been cool. Man, dude, that depresses me. I fucking love Rutger Hauer. Yeah. Way to go, Andy. Sorry, guys. I'm going to bring it down. I'm sorry. Uh, how about Jean Claude Van Damme? I would awesome. say yes, but I feel like JC if they Vinugle were going to bring him back, he should have been the T2 guy. JCVD? Yeah. yeah. He's too short. He's going to do camera tricks. Is he a short guy? I don't know. I what mean, about Elijah Wood? Nobody knows how tall Tom Cruise is. Just so. because I love Elijah Wood. That's no be 80s amazing. reference. <laughs> I could see them. I mean, how. Mark are, Hamill. Right? Oh, just if Mark Hamill voiced something, even, that would yeah. be so fucking great. They can't get Marky Mark. Sure, they can. It's Netflix. He just did Dark Crystal. Yeah, but he likes voice stuff. He does. He likes, he likes acting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I challenge you, Duffer Brothers. Get Mark Hamill. Prove me wrong. That'd be fucking awesome. Um, let's see who could they get I could see them doing you know what would be like the most baller like we're throwing all the money at Stranger Things if they did get Tom Cruise yeah that would be dope <laughs> I don't think he would say yes because I feel like Tom Cruise would be like this is weird I'm playing I Mike right? enough. <laughs> no I'm playing 11 right <laughs> uh, it'd be kind of funny to see Billy Crystal in there mm-hmm. um, just being a manic you know maybe he's the the shop owner that Joyce works for in the new <laughs> the new neighborhood uh, I'm trying to think of a, a a, a good like 80s throwback because they had like a bunch of Phoebe Cates re- references but who's like a great Molly Ringwald Molly Ringwald yeah, yeah. Gilbert Gottfried <gasps> Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> why are all these dumb kids and powers coming in Judd Nelson <laughs> Judd Nelson he's oh, fucking man. harsh bro super dope super dope <laughs> some fuck named John Hughes <laughs> John Holmes yeah, John Holmes. strong get John, John Holmes, Holmes reference. There. Oh my god! There's uh, like a plethora of people. Whoever they get, it's going to be like fun. Is there for um, sure? Believe it or not, there were a lot of people in 1980. Pretty much, <laughs> any, pretty much anybody from the uh, Cobra Kai show on YouTube. Yeah. Read. <laughs> Billy Zapka. Yeah, he would be fucking dope. Oh, Great Mouse Detective was that year. Hoosiers. Oh my god, Manhunter. Ooh. Sorry, went back to that page. Critters. Money Pit. Police Academy 3. What? Uh, the only section we have left Platinio Hall is sure. the only section we have left is to go over Easter eggs we missed, right? Yes. I'm getting sleepy. Wait, there were a few Easter eggs that Easter egos that I did not get to say before and if we're not going to go back, I need to say them now. What because, Easter egos that you think is going to yeah, happen because next season? We talked about movies, but we didn't talk about like other okay. cultural events. Um oh, going okay. back to 1986, um Chernobyl happens in 1986. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about. Oh, actually, that's a good time with the Russians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Wow, that could be like that was Chernobyl. That's why Chernobyl happened. For yeah. One. Holy Ooh, shit, one, that's Andy. great. Um, let's see. Andy there coming is... in with a big swing and <laughs> cocksure dick. <laughs> <laughs> now that this is like a modern but also throwback thing. Um, in the United States in 1986, there was a um, national ban on smoking on public transit. And as we know, Netflix recently vowed to reduce um, showing smoking in their shows. And I could absolutely mm. see that being tied in. Um, just seeing anybody uh, hot when he comes back trying to get on a bus and light a cigarette. And they're like, man, you can't smoke anymore. And he's like, I just got back from the upside down. And I can't smoke anymore. What the fuck? Um, and then mad cow disease. I can see that. That's uh, brilliant. Mad just cow be- disease was in 86. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember that. I wasn't born right. yet. Right. 
But yeah, those were my three big ones. Okay. Those are awesome. Now, egos that we missed in season three. Steve, I know you got some biggins prepared, right? I didn't research this at all. I actually don't have a lot of biggins prepared. Um, I do have some. Uh, like when I thought this was kind of clever. The, um, the episode where Eleven is looking for Heather. And she's kind of going through the upside down and looking around for her. There's a scene where she walks up to Heather's house. The front of Heather's house is supposed to evoke the house of Nancy Thompson's family in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah, nice. Like it has the uh, uh, the red door that's very similar. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's the same exact house, but it's meant to look like it. One, that's mine. Two, really? Yeah. Because I, I feel like... I, I did do some research and to be honest, this season more so than past seasons, there we was a, nailed it. Not so much that we <laughs> nailed it, but there was a lot of like, you know, cause you, you look up, you know, stranger things, three Easter eggs and you look at what people come up with a lot of them that we didn't already talk about. I feel like there's a lot of like, I don't know. That's there's stretches. That's a bit of a stretch. I don't even want to give that any sort right. of credence. Well, there's a, a couple of real ones that we never taken a page out of our book. Jim Hopper, <laughs> uh, channeling Martin Brody. Um, one of his lines in season three, when Harper's about to leave Enzo's after Joyce stands him up, um, he's told he can't take the alcohol with him to which he responds. I can do anything I want. I'm chief of police, which is the exact line from a scene in Jaws where Chief Brody says that mm, before nice. he takes a swig of his drink. Sorry, when you said Martin Brody, I had no idea who you were talking about. If you said Jaws, Jaws. Brody, I would have gotten it. Yeah. The Jaws guy. Um, Murray Bauman's phone number's real. We've all dialed that. I think we did it on air once. Didn't we sure we? did. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a post-credit scene. Um, Billy Hargrove's nod to Stand By Me. Um, Billy Hargrove surprisingly turned into a character you felt sorry for by the end of season three. His scenes in the first episode proved he was still just as much of a bully as he was in season two. Blah, 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 blah. Billy calls him a lard ass at the kid, the pool, <laughs> which is apparently a stand by me reference. Hmm. That was um, a funny moment that like we loved when we yeah. reviewed that episode, but we never like went back to it. Yeah. We, 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 hey, we, we called it that he was going to get his comeuppance and he never did. And that's really sad. Huh. Dustin and Robin recreated a scene from 1992's sneakers. Uh, a Twitter user pointed out an unexpected callback to the 92 River, River Phoenix. Oh, fucking shit. River Phoenix <laughs> film. River Phoenix. <laughs> River on phonics. Sorry. River Phoenix film sneakers as Dustin and Robin recreate one of its scenes. Battle of Starcourt. Getting, <laughs> the Battle of Starcourt. <laughs> when getting the complete blueprints of the Starcourt Mall, it's almost word for word, with the only difference being that in sneakers, they're looking at the Playtronics corporate headquarters. Bum, bum. Eleven visits the house from a nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. That's the one I pulled up. During Eleven's scariest venture into the void this season, she tries to find the missing lifeguard, Heather. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, that house. That's I didn't notice that at all. Holy shit. Nancy Thompson's family in 1984's Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. That's, that's the one where uh, Nancy's mom at the end becomes a blow-up doll, right? Whoa. That w- it's not meant to be that the last shot is Freddy Krueger like drags her mom through the window of the door but like oh, the, yeah. like, oh, you can there's see. like there's like a frame where like the real actress becomes a blow up doll so that it can fit through the door <laughs> <laughs> oh it's like the top window thing I remember what yeah. you talking about yeah <laughs> but you can clearly tell that an actress just becomes a blow up doll for a frame <laughs> I, I love stuff I like that those are the only ones we missed because the rest of them were about like the weird Al Yankovic shit well we Steve talked called. about it earlier oh, actually Actually, that, sorry, Andy. You're good. Uh, that actually does remind me the um, the Weird Al Yankovic song that we talked about in. Uh, it's one of um, our reality bites. Yeah. Uh, oh, what? I'm blanking. It's, it's like episode Clark. two. Um, My Bologna. 
Yeah, my Bologna, Mr. Clark's Garage. He's yeah. got that like um, train set mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Beetlejuice is the. I think it's either the house or the grave of Beetlejuice is like oh, prominently shown dope. in his uh, in his little oh, landscape. Is that an, an, an ode to when he shrank to the size of the model. Yeah, that's I think so. Awesome. Yeah, oh, that was that was one of the shit. Easter eggs. I was like, oh wow, yeah, that's good. I can't believe Michael Keaton. That one. There it is. That's gonna be our '80s cameo. Ooh, I love the Keaton. Wouldn't that be dope? That would be fucking amazing, right? Michael Keaton. We called it up top. Andy, oh. we have Andy. Andy's got some good predicts. Air five, bro. You He's really me. cocksure about these. I really love your Chernobyl <laughs> prediction. I, that's definitely I think that's going to be a big thing. For show. A big thing. Mm. I think that wraps up our season three recap, guys. And season four predicts. It feels weird. I'm kind of sad. I'm lonely, but I'm excited because don't forget, if you've made it this far, the show will continue. We've got new logo already done. Music. Andy's working on it. He jammed uh, earlier today, guys. We've got, give us two weeks-ish, right? And then we're going to mm-hmm. get, I'm going to be moved to my new home. We'll get a set schedule for you all to participate in. We'll, we'll, we might release like a PayPal or a Patreon soon just to alleviate some of the pressure. Because um, we, you know, invest a lot into this. But at the very least, just fucking email. You know what I mean? Let us know. We're not alone in all of our hard <laughs> effort. Uh, we would love that. Or follow me on Twitter. I'm Chris at C Michael Rudd. Andy. I'm Andy at Inkwell Verbal. Mm. I'm Steve at Steve May 13. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun. <laughs> love it. And uh, the email again is streamingthingspod at gmail.com. We love you all so goddamn much. Congratulations to Steve. The last name I don't Vukovic. remember. Vukovic. Vukovic. Congratulations for on your 50 bones, man. Also, Great job on that email. Congrats for getting to watch the Battle of Starcourt. Call that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck that up. It is an honorable battle. Many lives were lost, including those of the Russian employees that worked at the mall. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. I'm Steve. <laughs> and this has been the battle to war. I love you.